The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers, I used to go as a kid, I wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe, the Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing, learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com, call 562-314-4603 for complete details. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson, your host. We do a bunch of shows every week. Sometimes you do emergency podcasts. Sometimes you do podcasts with Brady Quinn on. Big, not going to get over it for at least a week. Okay. We are, uh, we're heading to Are the you Super still Bowl. mad about that? Seriously. Did you hear it? Yeah. Did you hear what he said? Hey, he wasn't taking shots at you. Probably didn't say my name. You're too thin-skinned. Please. I've been getting blasted by Packers and 49ers fans. Go AFC um, for like a week. I don't care. That's Pete Prisco. He's in studio with RJ White. If you want to watch us, this is the pick show. You can watch us on YouTube.com slash CBS Sports. I'm actually wearing a Pick 6 podcast T-shirt by accident today. Um you walk around the neighborhood with those things. What are you talking about? Hey, what is the Pick 6 Podcast? Oh, you don't know? I'm Will Brinson. It's the Pick 6 Podcast. He's in a grocery store. I'm Will Brinson. Pick 6 Podcast. He's checking out at the line. Hey, where did you get that shirt? Pick 6 Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. Don't tell me you don't do that. I I don't do what you're describing, but like if people come up to me and like, hey, are you Will Brinson? I'm like, yeah, absolutely. What's up? How you doing? Are you it's Will good. Brinson, Raleigh's finest? I get that sometimes. I bet you get that a little bit in Jacksonville. Not, maybe you know, not in Fort Lauderdale. I used to get it a lot in Jacksonville, but I got one in Kansas City. I was walking through the hotel and the guy, the bellhop comes running up. He goes, I watch you on HQ all the time. That's, that's nice. the first time that somebody said, that's great. That's nice to hear. It's good stuff. Yeah. What's, what's HQ? CBS Sports HQ, baby. You wouldn't know. You're supposed to promo <laughs> it. It's our 24 seven streaming sports network. No new, no opinions. Just news, baby. You want Prisco straight facts about football? Get it on HQ. And like this saying. is a straight fact. Will Brinson Super Bowl pick is dead. Officially done. <laughs> straight facts. Here's here's a straight fact. Yours will be dead by No, mine's not gonna be dead. Mine's alive and kicking. Interesting. Okay. Well uh look. Should we recap what happened to Bloodbath last week? Well who had the bloodbath? Because mine wasn't that bad. It wasn't good. RJ had a good week. Mine was great. I have plus 250, I think. That's not great, though. You, it's okay. It's great for what we were wagering, yeah. Oh, yeah. What about you, Brinson? I'm one in seven straight up in the playoffs. You know how bad that is? That is effing terrible. That hey, is horrible. I'm not that much better straight up in the playoffs. I was 0-4 the first week, and then I went 2-2 uh, two and two this week straight up. Not so good. And then 
I was three and one against the spread this week, so I had a good week this week against the spread after going over four the week before. Congratulations. Finally. Well, By the way, I should be even because Buffalo should have covered. Yeah, that Buffalo is a bad beat. That stinks. Um, toss up whatever we're supposed to toss up on the screen, Debo, and I'll dive into whatever the thing is. Maybe we have nothing. Uh, RJ went two plus two fifty <laughs> last week. <laughs> he has so we, we, should, we should should mention the contest. Um, so with a thousand dollars each to begin the playoffs, we're allowed to invest that in whatever we want: player props, games. Uh, spreads, alternate spreads, parlays, teasers, whatever the hell you want to do. We're trying to find the best way to spend, or in the case of me and Pete, lose your money. Um, RJ is plus 250 last week. He now has $1,285 available to spend. So he has increased his, uh, he's up $285 through the playoffs. That's very good. Um, he's not gonna, you're not going to wager anything this week. You're gonna, sure, I will. Yeah. going to put a little bit of risk. It's not fun if you guys don't have a chance. Okay. Also, you know, the, the single, uh, single season record for most dollars accumulated at the end of the playoffs is at stake. So RJ would like to get to 2000 or 1500 or 1400, whatever it is. Uh, increasing your bankroll by 10% each week in the playoffs is very good. So RJ, good work by you. Yeah, he's giving me crap. I, I bet like 600 and I've won 250. I was like plus 38, 40% on my bets. Like that's anybody will take that any week. I'm just kidding you, RJ. Relax. You wish you were getting 35, 40. <laughs> relax, kid. I had no money last week. Otherwise, I would have made a lot of money. Sure, you would have. I would. I had all winners. Two and two. No, whatever you said. Oh, you went three and one. Three and one. I would have made money last week. I could only put fifty on the Packers, and I love money. Scared money don't make money, Pete. Um, I lost a hundred and thirty-five dollars last week. I now have five hundred fifty dollars available. I believe, based on my calculations, I'm putting it all in this week, which seems kind of stupid and may end the contest, but. Pete's doing the same thing. He lost $25 last week. Now it's $300 available. Here's the thing. RJ has such a substantial lead right now that we and there's only three games left. So you got to make up some ground here. We'll see whether RJ will give us the opportunity to do that. Let's get into the game, shall we? You want to get into the games? Let's get into the games. Sunday, 3.05 Eastern on CBS. Nance, Romo, Mahomes. Mr. No Penis, Mike Vrabel, Titans and Chiefs. Who's oh, you forgot somebody else. I'll be there. Freezing. Oh, Prisco. Prisco. Nance, Romo, Mahomes, Prisco. There it is. Sorry. And, and Lock and Foro will be there, too. JLC will be there. That's awesome. Yes. Are you, yes. you going to hang out on uh, Saturday night with JLC? Yes. yes, we are. Oh, cool. Um, who's going to go to bed first? You or JLC? Me. <laughs> I would, I would, whatever odds you want to give me, I would lay that that is accurate. Oh, that's definitely. Minus 180, I'll take, I'll take it. Yeah. Definitely. Are the Chiefs plus 140 right now to win the Super Bowl? They are, according to the graphic that we just showed up. Sportsline graphic there. The 49ers plus 150. Packers 7 to 1. That, the Packers disrespect for a 13-3 team continues to roll on unabated. And the Titans at 8 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. Um, we can get into that. You know, That's an option. You know, you know what? I could have made him want to bet on that. I should, you should have bet. I should have bet. I should, I should revise now that you, I look you, at that. Take one of your 150 bets off. I'm going to take 150 off the, the um, Packers. Off, off the um, straight parlay, the one with the numbers, and I'm going to keep my money line parlay and put one and and put 50 on or put 150 on the Packers to win it all. Can uh, can I suggest something to you? Yeah. Don't do that. Why? Do just money line the Packers two weeks in a, or money line the Packers this week and then money line the Packers in the Super Bowl instead. You'll get better mm. odds. Yeah, you're right. I'll keep buying stuff. <laughs> I'll keep mine. 
Because if I well, win that they, money, if I win that problem, money line parlay, I'm gonna win. I'm gonna be right up, right there with you. Yeah. So we'll get we'll get we'll get to that in a second. The problem is, and of course, then at six forty, we have the NFC Championship game on Fox. Packers at the 49ers, a rematch of their Week Twelve bloodbath. Um, by the way, the Chiefs and Titans also played earlier this week, earlier this year. So yeah, but like if you're betting on Super Bowl futures, I understand why you would do what. Like I could see taking if you if you want to bet on the Chiefs, do the Chiefs at plus one forty because I don't think. If you take the Chiefs now, they're minus 290 to beat the Titans. And then I think the Chiefs will probably be favored over the – they'll definitely be favored over the Packers. I think they'll be favored over the, the 49ers, RJ, wouldn't you say? Right now it's a pick em. Okay. What will the Chiefs-Niners be? I mean Chiefs-Packers. Uh, Chiefs-Packers would be, I believe four? it said something like that. Yeah. Four. But I if it's, look it up. I, I, I just minus four. Like I don't mind taking the plus one forty. I think that's probably better value. Maybe, maybe. I don't. Know. You can usually money line parlay these progressively instead of just betting on the team to win. Futures are not typically a good value, but but if you want to bet them, go ahead. I have a yeah, future I just the mean, in this particular contest where it's you know, right, you get all, all or nothing, winner go home. I'm not going to get to two thousand. So if he wants to put three hundred on seven to one Packers and he thinks Packers going to win, I'm not going to get to twenty one hundred. So that would be a way or to win. or yeah, you're right. If I put a hundred on him, I get to seven hundred. I'll be right in the ballpark. Yeah, you'll be yeah. in the mix. But if you just go all or nothing with the Packers, yeah, I'm going to stick to my my. Uh, okay, we'll get. To, let's get to Tyson Chiefs. I got four and a half for Chiefs Packers. Four and a half. Four and a half. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. See, that's lovely because I have a Chiefs uh, seven to one to win the Super Bowl that I took before Week Seventeen in my actual pocket, not in this game. So, congratulations. Well, I would like the Packers. I would like them to play the Packers so I could head, so I could win. You know, so I could take the Packers money line. Anyway, um, everybody's congratulate me. They got to win two more games. Titans and Chiefs. They got it. It's in the bag. Wow. I think they're gonna- kidding. Titans and Chiefs. The Titans have beaten the Patriots as huge dogs on the road. They've beaten the Ravens as huge dogs on the road. They continue to defy the odds. Will they beat the Kansas City Chiefs on the road? No, they will not. Will and they come close? No, they will not. I, look, I love what the Titans have done, and I, and I had them to cover in that game last week. I didn't have them to win, but I had them to cover. But to be able to go on the road and do what they've done is impressive. They pounded the football. The offensive line's playing way better than it played at any point in the season. I think their defense, Dean Peace has done a great job. But taking away Lamar Jackson, and they really didn't take him away. They limited him early in the game, and then he got a lot of yards after that. And doing it to Patrick Mahomes, two different things. And I think the game early in the year, Patrick Mahomes threw for over 400 yards in that game, and he was hurt. And he hurt the ankle again in that game. He's healthy now. I think this offense is going to explode against them. I love the idea of the Titans going in there. We're going to run Henry. We're going to do what we do. But you know, you know what you do? You look up and it's 14-6 and you get out of that. And it gets them away from what they want to do. If they jump out and lead like they did against the Ravens, who knows? But I think this is going to be one of those games where Andy Reid and the Chiefs will jump on the Titans and they will cover the number. I think the Chiefs win, but I'm going to take the points in this. Um, taking the points when you get, I look back at the, uh, the conference championship line for the last 20 years, 13 times you had a seven point favorite or more, and the underdogs were 10 and three in those games. The underdogs tend to cover, even if they don't always win, they tend to be closer games. The last one to do it, that Jaguars team and against the Patriots, they were seven and a half, eight, whatever it was, and they only lost by what, like four? Yeah. Something like that. So. They won the game. I think that could be a similar game to what we see here. The advanced metrics say the gap between these two isn't that big. You're talking about that last meeting. 
Chiefs had 530 yards of offense. Uh, Titans also had like 220 yards of rushing, and Chiefs are terrible against rushing. They're like 29th in DVOA against rushing. So I think Titans will be able to run. Uh, Kansas City's third in weighted DVOA, while Titans are fourth. So the line also says there should be about one and a half on a neutral, says it should be a, a shorter line than what we're seeing now. And the yards per play differential, another metric I, I go by, has an, a similar thing. Like Kansas City's like a tenth of a yard better, so they're really neck and neck. And I think that with that Tennessee being able to exploit that matchup against the, the Chiefs defense, they can keep it close, especially in the first half. And we'll see what happens after the second half. But I think the Titans probably lose by four to six points instead of you know eight eight or more. So I'm going to take Titans plus seven and a half for 150. By the way, normally in this situation, I'd be with you and take the Titans. I I just because remember they went there a couple years ago and used that same formula to, to beat them. Henry ran wild. Right. It wasn't Patrick Mahomes, but he ran wild in that game. But I just think this Chiefs team, they just, once they go, like we saw last week, they go and you're not stopping them. I just don't think they're going to stop. Yeah, but you're not going to, even against bad defenses, you're not going to do what they did last. No, but, but I, to most teams. No. You know, um, Chris Jones in the game will be a factor. That's huge for the Chiefs. Dealing with illness. I'm also going to do, going back to that same point, first half, Titans are plus four and a half. I'm going to take that for 50 as well because if the Chiefs do cover, it's because they're running away in the, in the second half and the Titans can't run the ball. So the Chiefs are, you know, able to throw it and, and uh, run the clock and Tannehill just isn't able to keep up with that. So if the Chiefs, the formula for the Chiefs covering this game isn't conducive to them being up big at halftime, I'm going to take the Titans plus four and a half because I just think the running game is going to keep them close. Maybe the, the Chiefs have a four point lead at halftime. That's probably it. So I thought I dabbled at taking the um, the under in this game. It's up to 53. I dabbled at taking the Chiefs first quarter. It's minus, I think it's actually like minus one, which is surprisingly low given how Andy Reid teams have started. Um, I ultimately settled on doing a money line parlay with the favorites. That seems like the donkey move. I'll probably regret it when it loses. Um, here's my question for you, Pete, because you were all over this last week with the DNP stuff. However, Dean Pease versus Lamar Jackson and that Ravens offense is a very different beast. And by the way, I predicted on CBS Sports HQ that Patrick Mahomes would throw five passing touchdowns last week. He threw exactly five passing touchdowns. Yay me. Um, like, what, what are the Titans going to do against Kansas City? Because to me, you can't say, all right, we're going to go cover zero blitz, engage eight, um, send the house, and force – Patrick Mahomes will sit in the pocket and throw to the outside numbers. If you do that, he will kill you. He will take shots to Tyreek Hill in one-on-one coverage down the field all day long. So barring like crazy weather, I, like, like what is the Titans defensive plan going to be against Kansas City? Cause it can't be the same thing it was against Baltimore. Take away Kelsey. Take away. First okay. and foremost, First. I, I think when you, you look at Kelsey and what he means to the middle of the field, you have to take him away. And I know a lot of people will say, oh, wait, wait a second now. You got that speed outside. But what he does, he gets him going. And he can run. I saw him in the locker room the other day. He's not nearly as big as he used to be. It looks like he's almost like wide receiver size. And he can flat out run. And those matchups are bad. So I think they have to take him away, number one. And that's going to leave a lot of opportunities for Hill. I, you know, I talked to Tyreek Hill in the locker room on Friday, and I said, were you ever healthy this year? And he said, not until the very end of the season. And, in fact, remember, he spent the night in the hospital in Jacksonville, and then he hurt that same shoulder against Tennessee in that game. And he hasn't been the same – wasn't the same player. He says he's back all the way now. And we didn't see the full Tyreek Hill last week. I think they doubled him a bunch. I think this week you're going to see more Tyreek Hill. 
That's possible. We're, we're going to talk about player props here in a second, too, and I'm going under on, on Tyreek Hill's n- numbers just because they haven't been great. So if you want to take him at his word and he is 100%, he might hit that over. But, um, you know, good weather. Weather's not going to be a factor. That's another reason why I'm also— Cold. It's going to really be cold, cold, but that's not going to prevent no. scoring. So at our over-under of 52-and-a-half, I'm going to put 50 on the over for that like as well over. just because, you know— they, both these teams are strong where the defense on offense where the defenses are weak. You know, the Titans pass defense isn't very good. The Chiefs run defense isn't very good. So I think it's going to be a ton of points. Uh, last meeting, 67 points, 433 pass yards for, for Kansas City and 225 rush yards for Tennessee is the exact number. So I just think they're going to go back and forth a lot. You're going to see a close, you know, 35, 31 type of game. So you like the over in this spot. Like the over. I tend to like the over too. I didn't put anything on it because I don't have much left, but I, I like the over. Because part of the reasons the Chiefs lost that, that last game, they settled for a lot of short field goals, right. you know, in, in places where they could try to pick it up. And they had one blocked. And against the, the game, Titans, right? you should be able to pick up, you know, short fourth down. So I think they kind of learned their lesson and they're going to be a little bit more aggressive this time and they'll, they'll, they'll go for it on fourth down tomorrow knowing they're going to have to score points because Tennessee's playing really well and, uh, and they're not going to settle for field goals. And that's how you get the under is if they're settling for field goals. By the way, that's one thing when you go out on the road and you're on a cold venue and you're standing there on the sidelines before the game watching guys warm up, it gives me much more appreciation of kickers kicking in the cold weather because everything is a thud or like a piece of concrete mm-hmm. and everything. That's amazing that they can do that in those garbage conditions. They shouldn't hey, have Pete, weather games. They should play them in domes, all of them. While we're talking about kickers and news <laughs> and stuff, what, did you watch uh, any of the XFL tryouts today? Kicker? No, I did not. Was it, you see uh, you tried out kicker? My man, Chad Johnson. No, our guy Ojo tried out, but so did yeah. uh, PFT. Oh, he did. He tried out for the XFL Defenders in DC. He actually buried like a thirty-five or forty-yard field goal while wearing goggles. It was, it was didn't Chad fun. do it too, though? Chad tried yeah, out. Yeah, Chad he? tried out the. I don't think was it the Defenders. Is he? I feel like I would have seen some sort of video of Ocho Cinco blasting kicks. I love it. He, he was here um, with us a couple weeks ago in the studio. It was good to nice. see him again. Yeah. Yeah. So. Just worth noting, we're recording this on Wednesday. You'll hear it on Friday. I, the YouTube will be up sooner. Um, I'm not sure if we'll post it on Wednesday or on Thursday. I'm sure Debo will tell me and will chastise me for asking the question live on the air Thursday. It's when it'll go up. Um, the wind for Saturday. Game is not on Saturday, but the wind for Saturday. 18 miles an hour throughout the day. The wind for Sunday is looking more like 10 miles an hour. If we were to get, if you just start to see a bunch of wind popping up, would that affect your over-under? Would that affect your spread pick at all? Like, does nasty weather make you lean towards the Titans more, et cetera, et cetera? Uh, I mean, it helps the Titans pick that I already made, but I don't think it, it really bothers my over-pick because Titans are going to get their numbers on the ground anyway. And, uh, Mahomes, you know, wind isn't going to affect Mahomes. He's not a, he's not a little weak arm quarterback no. that's going to let the ball is going to start sailing on him. Like he throws it to wide open guys because they get schemed wide open and I don't think it's going to play that much of a difference. Brinson, give me the weather report that you got it right in front of you just for my own purposes so I can be miserable. Yes. Sunday, uh, it says the high is going to be 12 degrees. Ugh. No, it doesn't. Highest, highest 26. Uh, the low is, the low is like 10 or something, isn't it? Yeah. You're going to catch. Mid twenties. You're gonna get the you're gonna get the warmest part of the day, Pete. So good for you. But you'll be out on the field. I'll be there four hours before the game. What are you talking about? I'm gonna get the coldest part of the day. Yeah, 11 a.m. It looks like 18 degrees, and then uh, right after the game, it should be about 19 degrees on the field. And then uh, how about Friday, Saturday? Because I got to be outside in those days too. Friday, 100% chance of snow. Friday? Yeah, yeah. Oh my God. It's gonna start snowing at. 5 a.m. and it's going to stop snowing about midnight. 
<laughs> that means that my my plane might not even get there. I might be watching on TV. You should really this go week. Thursday. <laughs> I should be watching on TV this week. Saturday, you're looking at a high of 34. That will actually occur uh, around 2 a.m. And then by uh, Saturday night, it'll be about a crisp 25. Oh, my God. Yeah, look, I have a great appreciation for living in South Florida now. <laughs> I really do. Hey, can I? When I was walking in this, me, me and Dane, who's my shooter, my producer, we were walking in the stadium, we parked the car, and we were in a lot with all Chiefs fans. It was 9 a.m. Okay, it's four, five hours before that game. 9 a.m. They were everywhere and they got tents and portable bathrooms that they pop up everywhere and they they were having the it was freezing and it was 9 a.m and they were having a time of their lives i'm telling you those fans are outstanding okay so uh to recap for this game i think pete and i don't we don't have any i don't i don't have any individual picks because i don't have anything left so i gotta be i I do have some player props we'll get to those in a second um you know what I should, I, you know what I could do is I could, I could read the, uh, I could read the rundown and, uh, and do that. So let's, let's go along with the rundown. Um, the Chiefs are minus 345 on the, uh, the money line, Titans plus 290. I kind of like the Chiefs team total at 29 and a half and I kind of like the Titans team total at 22 and a half as well. Over, under. Over. Over Chiefs. Over. I, I, well, I think the Chiefs are going to blow them out. But then I look at this what game. What do you think from, the Chiefs are going to get? 35? I think they're going to win 31-17. So you like the under then, too. Yeah. So you like so the under out. Titans total. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, over the Chiefs total. Right. But you like the under in the game. I, I do like the under in the game. Um, the weird thing about the first matchup between the two teams, one, I would point out that the Chiefs defense is substantially better than it was when they played the first time. I don't know if they're much better against a run, and Pete pointed out that Chris Jones matters. Chris Jones is a huge factor in this game. If they don't have Chris Jones, the, the Titans will be able to run the ball pretty effectively. He, we were on the field for pregame, and uh, he tried to give it a go, and he was just frustrated and wincing that he, it hurt so bad. And I also wonder if they didn't say, hey, Chris, next week the big back comes to town. <laughs> we need you more. I mean, you can't usually do that. But I, you know, they need him more. They need the truth is they need him more in this game than they needed him in last week's game. Mm-hmm. The defense held up fine. The defense did his job against the Texans. They had one busted play that was a beautifully designed fake screen to uh, that, that was up top to Kenny Stills. Then they had the blocked punt for a touchdown. They had the short yardage fumble return on a punt, and then they had the late garbage touchdown that was set up by one busted deep play. Like the defense was fine against Houston. It wasn't bad. So I'm kind of with you. The one thing that concerns me about that previous meeting too, though, the Chiefs were up ten nothing in the first quarter against Tennessee, and that's when you felt like it was going to be a runaway train. Tennessee came back multiple times against them in that game. They were down ten nothing. They were down nineteen thirteen. They were down twenty one twenty nine twenty, and uh, they were down thirty two twenty seven, and still managed to pull off the win. That's a little, I guess, a little concerning. Like, like my thought is the Chiefs will get the lead, and then we'll be able to just. Pour it on. That's my only, that's my only red flag. Uh, I have some player props for this game. And one of them, I'm going to go back to the well from, uh, from last week. I can bring up my email. Patrick Mahomes touchdown passes again. Yeah. That was a freebie, wasn't it? Oh yeah. But you didn't win anything on it. What are you talking about? Weren't you giving two to one? 
I bet 200 and won 100 on it. Yeah. The only thing I won. Freaking, otherwise I got bloodbath. <laughs> uh, I should just bet everything on Patrick. I don't know why I didn't just take every sin I had and put it on the over on Patrick Mahomes' touchdown passes. That would have been the smart move. I'm doing it again this week. I know Kelsey, they're going to try and wrap up Kelsey. This is a better pass defense than what the Texans offered. I don't think it's an elite pass defense, though, and I do think you can throw on them. And I think Patrick Mahomes is just going to have to throw the ball. Andy Reid's going to be aggressive. He's going to get passing touchdowns. The over-under for two-and-a-half passing touchdowns, this is at the Westgate. It's not up on DraftKings where we usually do our picks. I would rather have over under one and a half and lay a bunch of juice, but I'll take over under two and a half plus 120. I'm going to put a hundred on that to win $120. I think Mahomes will get three passing touchdowns. He had three the last time they met. If you look at most of the teams that Tennessee's contained, you're talking about quarterbacks who aren't that great. So I, I don't think it would be a shock to see him uh, throw three passing touchdowns. They cont- he did, they basically contained. Brady and uh, Lamar Jackson the last two weeks throwing touchdown passes. Yeah. So one's one the MVP, up one's, the, one's the goat, one's the MVP. So both both aren't the passers. That no, I know, so. I know. One's a one's a one's a washed but, up. No, but, old no, one, one is the goat and one is the MVP of the league, Britson. Yeah, no, you cannot give me credit. Like you're like oh, Lamar Jackson can't pass the ball. Um, no, I didn't. I say he can pass the ball. He just can't pass it outside the numbers, and that's what they dared him to do yes, last week. By all means, please dare Patrick Mahomes to do that. Yeah, good I will luck with that. <laughs> I will take the over on Patrick Mahomes' passing touchdowns. I will gamble that Patrick Mahomes is going to go nuclear here. By the way, is Mahomes Patrick Mahomes is- better than Lamar Jackson? Yes. Yes, I agree. If you were starting a franchise and you, you took Lamar Jackson over Patrick Ma- Mahomes, Mahomes, Mahomes would be done. the first pick. Yeah. Somebody yeah. on Twitter put out the other day, if you had any player in this in these four games to start your franchise with, it'd be Derek Henry. And I laughed. That was Simmons. It was Bill <laughs> how Simmons. Dumb, Why? How dumb can you get? How dumb can you no, get? No, no. He meant he meant if you were doing a draft of players in the playoffs, you would take Derek. Right. Henry. You're not going to take Derek Henry. He wouldn't he? Wouldn't even be he? Wouldn't be over. You wouldn't take Henry over Rogers. No. You wouldn't take Henry over Jimmy Garoppolo. No. You would take Henry over George Kittle. Would you take Henry over Bosa? He wrote that so you guys would start shouting about it on this podcast. Wait, we just did. We did. What's that? That's he wrote it so you could so so people would shout about it on podcast. So good job. He gave he gave gave me a shout out on his podcast. I'll give him one back. He took Uh, um he took a a page out of the Will Brinson school of uh, trying to stir up the pot. I, I I didn't I didn't hear him. I didn't hear the actual piece. I saw it like people were quote tweeting it and like you know I I assume what he's saying is like if you were building. Like if you took all the teams on the all the players in the four teams left in the playoffs, and you put them into a pool and you had a four team draft, he's saying that Henry would be the first. <laughs> That's laughable. That it's not even wrong. close. He would be top ten. No, well let's do. I was gonna say let's do the draft really quickly. Like Mahomes is one easily, right? Rogers. Yes. Mahomes Rod- one. Rogers. Yeah. Uh, you take Jimmy G over him. Jimmy G three because you got the quarterback. I would probably take Kittle four. Mm, I no, you take Nick Bosa four. Okay, Bosa four is fine. You take um. You Just probably, start naming players. You take. Oh, you probably you probably take Buckner before him. Quan Alexander, yes. No, Miami. no, take not Sherman Quan Alexander. Who? Sherman. Richard Sherman. Not at the not at his age though. You just, we're just, just talking about for just, these playoffs. Just, just for these playoffs. Would you take Zadarius Smith over him? Yes, I take every. Yeah, I take Zadarius Smith. <laughs> Would you take Devonte Adams? Would you take Devonte Adams over him? Yes. See, the names you're throwing out are easy. You need to go through like Titans. What Titans are you taking over him? I take taking, Rashawn. Uh, I take Jeffrey Simmons over him. Taking some of those offensive linemen over him, maybe. I take AJ Jeffrey. Brown? 
I take Jeffrey Simmons over him for the long haul for sure. I would say I would take Jeffrey Simmons over him for the next two games. I think that Jeffrey Simmons is probably the oh, answer. Oh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't take Jeffrey for the next two games. Jeffrey Simmons over Derrick Henry? No way. What about Kevin Byard? No. Taking, I'm taking Henry over. For the way that team wants to play, Henry. No, but Kev, you're building. If you're going to beat the Chiefs, Kevin Byard is going to have a big role at free safety. Yeah. If they're going to beat the Chiefs, Derrick Henry better rush for buck fifty. Well, he's going to do his part anyway on the offense side. You're going to need to have some stops. On but the you're not going to take, you're not going to take Byard over. Henry. He's a playmaker back. I agree, I agree, but you're not going to take him over Henry he's for a that running team. Back. I mean, I know the go, value. I'll go, I'll go get Aaron Jones later in the draft. He's going to run for whatever. It doesn't matter. I might take Aaron Jones over Derrick Henry. Not the way he's played the last three games and the he's last. Awesome, man, but like, I mean, look. I know awesome. you're not going to take if you're going to take a back. You're taking him. Yeah. Okay. As we noted on our, our graphics team, excellent job here in the studio. Producers kill it as always. You can watch it again on youtube.com slash CBS Sports. Henry's the first running back in NFL history to rush for 100 plus, 180 plus yards in three straight games. Most rushing yards in first four playoff games in NFL history. And the first player in the Super Bowl era with 1,200 rushing yards and 10 rushing touchdowns in an eight game span. My God, he's been incredible. So, let's talk about the Henry player prop. Like it's 117.5 yards. That's it's a so, lot for a rushing, and and Will was saying he might just go under it on principle, and he didn't pull the trigger on it. But uh, I kind of like it over. I mean, I think he can break a couple long ones against a bad rush defense. So, Pete, what do you think? One hundred seventeen and a half over under. I would probably lean to the over because I think he's going to get a volume of carries. But he, he'll get like a fifty yard carry. Yeah, he'll get one. He'll bust one out. You know, it's it's funny because I don't know if you saw that tweet I sent out about. I talked to Honey Badger about what it's like to tackle him. I was asking a lot of guys about what it's like to tackle him. And he said in the, in the game earlier this year, he hit him once and he thought he broke his own jaw because he felt like he was hitting a piece of concrete. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he said, those guys say there's nothing like it seeing that guy at top speed coming at you. Now imagine that it's 26 degrees or whatever. Ugh, I would not want <laughs> to do that. that. That's why they always say guys make business decisions and move out of the way. That's That's the thing about the Titans that scares me. Is like, again, if they get control of that game, like if they were to, if fluke stuff goes their way and they make plays in special teams and they get up 24 nothing, I think they win the game. Like they, like the Colts did when they went there and won. Remember they, in, remember they ran the ball? Mm-hmm. They ran the ball and they ran the ball. Oh, I thought you would be, I thought you meant the playoffs last year. No, no, no. No, the, no, this year when Marlon Mack ran on them and they ran the ball. Mm-hmm. But this Chiefs defense much better than the one that, Played early in the season. Much better. Right. Chris Jones is I mean, better. He wasn't there early in the season. Suggs is a good run player when he's on the field. Frank Clark is back to being Frank Clark again. Much better defense. Hitchens didn't play in that game. He's on the field. There is something terrifying. I'm looking at this. I'm on your Twitter feed right now, Pete, because I was retweeting that Honey Badger thing. And there is something terrifying about uh, like like Derrick Henry coming downhill at you. It's I mean, un- like, the the, and, the way they talk about it, it's like, and they don't, and you know what they all say too is you, they don't realize how fast he is. Yeah, you know, because you see a big back usually, and he's not that he's fast. Yeah, he's and, on a road, and that's how he gets those long touchdowns. He yeah. runs away from people. Yeah, and he like, it's weird because a back that big, like if you're betting against him, I've picked against the Titans the last two weeks, and I've been expecting him to lose to the Patriots and to the Ravens, like a dumbass. Um, but you you're watching him, and like if you're betting against him. He's terrified. He is terrifying because you're like, you see him and it's not like he's just boom, boom, like grinding out three to five yard runs like Jerome Bettis. He's like 
I mean, you just feel like he could pop one off at any time. And when he starts, when they get going and he starts wearing it down, you can see like Taylor Lewan getting the push and all those guys, once they start feeling that he's going to break one, you could like sense it coming. It's almost like a, like a little t- mini the title. The key win. is to not let him get his feet going. If his feet don't get going, he isn't going. Because if he starts bouncing it, you won. If he's bouncing, you won. And that's what everybody in the Chiefs locker room said. Make him bounce. Go, go, can't go straight. He's got to go to the sideline. So speaking of your Twitter feed, by the way, I would take the under out of principle on Derrick Henry, but I, I didn't take it because I'm scared. A shout out to Jamie Eisenberg, 2019 fantasy analyst of the year. Yeah. At, uh, wherever convention. Didn't he at. win last year too? He's a two time champ, I think. Yeah. I didn't realize that because we texted him like, congrats, dude. Like, that's so awesome. He's like, yeah, it's crazy to win back to back. It's like, yeah, oh. like he's like, come on, dude, quit patting yourself on the back, Jamie. Yeah. Seriously. Why don't you go? You know what I said on, you know what I said on set before when we talked about it? I said he beat the bartender from down the block and the hot dog salesman. <laughs> I also didn't realize, did you know that there's actually, now this is a little awkward. I was looking at the awards thing. So there's a fantasy analyst of the year and then there's a people's choice fantasy analyst of the year. Jamie was not the people's choice. Who was the people's Jamie choice? Was, Jamie's the backroom, glad handing, schmoozer, ass kissing, Rubbing elbows with the bosses, trying to work his way into the analyst winner. Yeah, so they named his the award that he won the Will Brinson Award. Wow. Priceless. Hey, download and subscribe Fantasy Football Today. They keep grinding even through the off season. Jamie, Dave, Heath, I think that's it. There's nobody else on there that's worth even noting. Um, a couple more player props. Adam Azer, I'm just kidding. Uh, Ryan Tannehill over under 216 passing yards. That feels high given what he's done. But if this turns into a shootout, maybe he has to throw more this week, right? I think it'll be under. I think it's going to be a close game and they can limit his attempts again. I don't think he's going to throw for 80 or whatever he had, but I don't think he's going to get to 216. No, that's an under. I don't think there's any question about that. I mean, even if it gets away from him, I mean, is he going to throw for more than two? He hasn't thrown, what do you throw for 80 in each of the two games? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, he's not going to. What kind of odds would you need to take? Derrick Henry has more rushing yards than Ryan Tannehill passing yards. Like two to one? Plus, more than that. Cause I mean, it's just, uh, it's so it's rare that they have that low, that low of a number. Yeah, probably like plus six, plus seven, somewhere around there. I don't 600, think. 700, something like that. 90 is 99 more. Um, AJ Brown over under 54 and a half receiving yards. This chief secondary is really good. I don't, I think people are sleeping on how well they played. Two, just two busted plays for the Texans. Yeah, and Brown had just one catch in three of his last four games. So, I mean, that's one pretty easy to go under and just hope that he doesn't have one of those games where he goes off. By the way, if Honey Badger had played the way he played the last eight games of the regular season all year long, he would have been in the conversation for Defensive Player of the Year. That's a great I do have one bet on the player props. I took 25 on Tyreek Hill going under because I just, you know, you said that you think he's going to get going. What is the number? 72.5. Oh, he's going he over that. Hasn't topped that number since week 10. I know. You say it's because he hasn't been 100%. He thinks he's 100%. Players always think they're, they're more healthy than they are. So he probably, he might, the matchups favor him. So, you know, it could happen. I prefer going under on that and over on Kelsey, but you probably prefer the opposite. So my one bet's going to be 25 on, on Hill under and I'm not going to touch Kelsey at 80.5. You talk to Tyreek and you think he's healthy, Pete? He says he is. He says he had a bad season. He said it bothered him all year long. I'm sure. I mean, he, I, and then he heard it again. I do think that, like, you know, think about this from, like, a DraftKings angle. The, the people who won had Travis Kelsey as their captain and did very well. He had, like, 65 points in those showdown matchups. 
I would anticipate everybody goes back to Kelsey again this week. But as you point out, Pete, I think the Titans will try to take him away. So to me, the move would be zig and go uh, hill here as well. And I just think he might get some one-on-one matchups. I'm actually going to really zig, and I'm going to take a little little tiny splash at a uh, a chance to win this whole thing uh, here and now. $10, Sammy Watkins scores three touchdown passes. What does that pay? 200 to one. Three touchdown catches. He ain't throwing three touchdown passes. Three touchdown catches? Is that what you said? Three touchdown catches. Yeah, he I said passes. <laughs> I mean, that 200 to one, you'd be the champ then. That's right. Just $10. So I'm splashing on that. And then, of course, I have my pat- – oh, and I have might one well, more Patrick Mahomes. Might as well go into a river and throw it in there. <laughs> That's why it's a splash. Uh, I got a, a one more uh, first touchdown scored. Patrick Mahomes, $10 as well, 30 to 1. So read option, read option run in for him. 30 to 1 run in? That's yeah. possible. You get down to the 1 and instead of uh, – because I think that they'll see what – I think they'll see the Jeffrey Simmons Rashad Evans issue. And I think early on, if you get down to the, like in, in short yardage at the goal line, you could, if you could sort of throw them off by running that read option and having date, like, you know, have Patrick Mahomes read and, and duck outside or do, just do a, a little bootleg outside. I think he can stroll in for one. So I'll take 30 to one on that. Again, that's it. Good luck. That one, you have a better chance of, of winning than the other one. Well, obviously. I'll be te- 30 to one. I'll be texting you. I mean, he has no chance to win the other one. Well, I'll be texting you when, Sammy Watkins catches his second touchdown pass in the first quarter. Don't worry. Okay. Doesn't he have to be right, healthy to do that? All yeah, 60 he'll, minutes? Be, he'll be hurt in the second quarter. Hey, look, I've said Devontae Parker would have more receiving yards this year than Sammy Watkins. So I'm not a Sammy Watkins guy. Let's mm-hmm. take a break. When we come back. We'll look at Pete's Packers and also discuss the 49ers. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. All right. We already covered the AFC action and went long on it. Apologies. Well, the CBS game. What you get for CBS Sports Podcast? Let's dive into Packers, 49ers, Pete. Tell me why the Packers are winning. Again, I always go back to quarterback play, and uh, it's a passers and pass rusher league, and I think the Packers have both. Uh, Rodgers hasn't been Rodgers. We saw glimpses of it last week, um, and I think that's going to travel. The first time they played him, it was one of those games where you go out there and you get ambushed in a regular season game. It's different. This is a different animal. And that day, the Packers were awful. And part of the reason was Balaga, Brian Balaga played 10 plays. And when he's not on the field, that's a different offensive line. When Balaga and Bakhtiari are on the field together, it's a good offensive line. When one of them isn't there, it struggles. And I think that showed up in a big way. Rodgers got flustered. They couldn't move the football. They were terrible on third down. That's not going to be the same way here. I love the 49ers pass rush, but I think if you block them, and I think they're capable of blocking them, you can make plays against that secondary. 
particularly Rodgers. So uh, on the other side of the ball, I think it's going to be one of those games where Mike Pettin says, Jimmy Garoppolo, go ahead and beat me. And if he beats him, kudos to him. But if you're in a playoff game and I get Aaron Rodgers and you have Jimmy Garoppolo, I'm taking Aaron Rodgers. That's why I'm taking the Packers. My lean is uh, Niners minus 7.5. I'm not putting anything on it for a couple of reasons. One, I mentioned earlier the 10-3 and three record for underdogs when the line is this high, 7-plus in the conference championship. So I'm a little frightened about about laying points, but I do think the Niners are the better team. Plus, I already have the money line at minus 110 because last week I put San Fran to win NFC, 110 to win 100. So I'm just going to roll with that as my, as my bet on the on the quote-unquote spread in this game. But the reason I like him is that the way to DVOA says this line should be about seven on a neutral. Niners are just a much better team overall. Um, they had no trouble scoring points against that Green Bay defense back in November. Uh, Packers obviously did. We can talk about why. There were some thoughts about some people were out a little bit too late that weekend, um, and that's why they struggled. But uh, well, that was the that was um, the Chargers. The Chargers. Game. Well, I mean, they're back in California. Yeah. So whatever reason, they haven't played well in California this year. Um, so that defense looked great last week. Rejuvenated. Ford's back. Quan's back. They didn't play 100 percent of the snaps, but I mean, you get a rotation with Ford anyway. Um, Packers do have a huge edge in the red zone. So if they win the game, we're going to look back and say defense stood up in the red zone and the offense got it done in the red zone, and that's why they won. Um, but 49ers dominate the rest of the stats, so I would lay it with a seven and a half. But I'm not super strong on it, um, and I'm just going to ride my bet from last week. Um, my son has burst into the office for the second straight podcast. He's a big Packers fan. Well, then go get some Oreos yourself and you can have them. I got a podcast. Oh, get him. Just go grab them. They're on the counter. What's he want? Goldfish. Oh my gosh. Um, go get the goldfish. Get the goldfish. I want some goldfish. You want some goldfish? We're out of goldfish. We're out of veggie sticks. You just have to eat Oreos for dinner. Sorry. Go eat Oreos. It happens when you lose money betting on an NFL. Yeah, look at Brinson. He can't even afford to feed his kid anymore. Poor kid. We ate them all. I I just ate all the goldfish, if we're being perfect. Oh, my God. You ate the kid's goldfish. What the heck is wrong with you? Well, he likes to eat the red and green ones. I eat the yellow ones. He just likes the colored ones. I like the the, the regular orange ones. So we split them. Now, the Cheez-Its, I'm not supposed to eat the Cheez-Its, and I eat all the Cheez-Its. I don't know what to say. I don't think I don't right. think I've eaten. I've maybe had a handful of cheeses since I got stuck on that plane, and that's all there was that one time for eight and a half hours. I'm not Remember saying that? there were two boxes of cheeses at our house yesterday. Oh, when you, oh, well, yeah, that, yeah, that yeah, was, yeah, tragic. Yeah, it was all about you. You um, ate eight. Oh, it's always about me. Um, you ate eight and a half. Two boxes of cheeses in our house. Two days. Oh, ago. you saw, I thought you said eight and a half boxes. I was going to say, there, what the heck's wrong with you? There are no boxes of cheeses here now. Um, I blame it on my son. So for this game, I think that I, I struggle with this a little bit because to me it is very clear that the 49ers are the much better team and that the things that the Packers did in this game, did against the Seahawks, which is convert long third downs, get dime throws from Aaron Rodgers and go up against a passive offense that decided to run the ball for the entire first three quarters of the game before realizing they were down, or first two quarters, before realizing they were down 21 to three and needed to let Russ cook. All these things are what San Francisco is going to exploit about the Packers. Like this, the 49ers are going to be aggressive on offense. They're going to run the ball, like do all kinds of crazy motion and, and blocking schemes with Kyle Shanahan's offense. They're going to utilize George Kittle in the play action and as a guy who blocks downfield because he's, he's basically like, I don't, he's not better than Gronk. That would be insane, but he is sort of the next Gronk in terms of his skill set and what he can do. And we might even be underrating him at this point. Emmanuel Sanders feels like he's healthy. Debo Samuel makes out some kind of big play every game. Um, 
Tevin Coleman, Raheem Mostert, Matt Breida, they're just not going to run out of these backs. They're speed backs who can catch a pass. I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo is intimidated about anything anymore. They're at home. I'm taking $228 on a money line parlay, or whatever the numbers are now, RJ. You're giving me minus 150. I'm taking the Chiefs and the 49ers on a money line parlay. This feels like the really public and stupid thing to do to expect these teams to win. Uh, just outright, but I don't care. I just think it's a mismatch for both teams, and I trust the coaching, and I trust uh, the the quarterback play and the schematic def- differences that the Chiefs and the 49ers have. And I'm also going to do a little kind of a crazy parlay here. I'm going to take an alternate spread parlay for $50. Chiefs minus 13.5, 49ers minus 13.5. If they both win by two touchdowns, it's 7-1. to one. $50 on that to win $406.13. Your thoughts on that boldness? I, I could I, see that happening. I could see the Chiefs winning by that that spread. By the way, my my two bets, since we've gone through the two games, my two bets are 150 I have 300 left. $150, par, $150 parlay. Chiefs minus the 7.5. Packers plus the 7.5. $150 parlay, Chiefs minus the seven and a half, Packers on the money line to win the game outright. And that, the second one that Pete's referring to, so Pete is taking his $300 and he's shoving all in on the conference championship games with two parlays. So this yep. is a, this what is, could go wrong? Is, in or out? This, this is an ideal scenario for RJ. Is that like he just has to root for, like he doesn't have to root for one outcome not to be true. Um, you're, your parlay would pay the regular parlay with the points would pay two and a half to one or whatever it is. Your other parlay with the money line on the Packers as a huge dog would pay about seven to one. So if you hit both of those, you're right back I'm in. in with I'm in. I'm in it going to the Super Bowl, and we know how I did on the Super Bowl last year. Well, and don't don't forget too that RJ's taking 150 dollars on the Titans. So like if the Chiefs hit, like, right. they, like that's like that's a, he would fall back to close to a thousand there, and you would be. Taking I'd probably game. be in first place. If you get the second one, yeah. Yeah. Unless Sammy Watkins catches three touchdown passes. Well, then we're all done. Um, I got uh, a couple of props in this one too. What's more and likely, what's a more likely outcome? In, in, in seriously, I know the odds are favor of, of, of the Packers, but Packers winning outright or Sammy Watkins catching three touchdowns? Packers. The Packers by like by, 10. by yeah. a million. Yeah. Uh, before we move to props, let's talk about the total. The total for the game is 45. What do you think about that? That's a tough total for me because I, I I don't think there's going to be a ton of points in the game, but I'd probably lean to right around that number. Yeah, I'm going to go 50 on the under. Um, I, I figure all the main bets people bet on spreads, totals, whatever. I should bet on all of them since I got all these points. Um, I see this as similar to the Vikings 49ers game. Green Bay's only going to score like 10 to 17. 49ers will score 23, 20 to 28, something around that. And 45 seems like on the high end of my expectations. I kind of see it more as like a 38 point game, even if the, the Niners do cover. So Rodgers doesn't throw picks. So it's going to take a lot of long, long drives for San Francisco to score and chewing up clock. You get less points when you're, you know, chewing up clock on long drives. So, uh, I think. Under is probably my lean there, 50 bucks. I, I'm not putting anything on the spread in this game. Like I said, I had the minus 110 bet from earlier. So 50 on the under for to- the total. Um, team totals, in the, by the way, in this game, the Packers team total, 18 and a half. That's what you should be putting your money on, Pete, because if they don't score 21 points, they ain't winning this game. No, they'll get over that. 
I only have three hundred dollars. I'm in. And he's trying to make up ground too. I mean, getting a a, a flat bet isn't going to help him too much. You get better six hundred bucks. You're right back in it. He ain't got six hundred. He got three hundred. If, you, if, you, if the Packers score nineteen points, you'd have six hundred. Um, I'm I like my my bet the way it is. You worry team, about your own bad bets, Princeton. Forty Nineers team total twenty six and a half. I like that. I like that team total over. I look. Here's the problem for me is that in this game, I think what the Forty Nineers have shown repeatedly is that if they can get up on you and uncork the pass rush, they're just going to smother you, and it's really hard to come back against this team. Now, if Green Bay doesn't make mistakes, they, they made mistakes early in that game on Monday night in San Francisco. I get it. I don't think it's going to be a, a replica of it. And Pat, Kyle Shanahan talked about it today. He's like, you know, people were like, he was asked, we talked about it on Wednesday, excuse me. He was asked, like, you know, what do you do? Uh, the, the Packers are playing much better football than they were. He's like, they were playing pretty good football when they came in the first time. They just didn't get out, didn't, didn't get out to a great that start. That was a Monday night game though, wasn't it? If I remember. Yeah, it was a Monday right. night. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's a different animal going someplace on a Monday night. It just well, is. How about, Going somewhere else on a Sunday night for a playoff for an it's AFC playoffs is different. It's different. Monday night is an ambush. I mean, somebody, okay. somebody should be able to play well on Monday night. It's, it's usually, but you travel Hall of Fame level quarterback. I, I know. It's. I think Monday night is usually. Travel, they they were bad. Play. Plus, they didn't have Balaga either. That matters. The the Forty ers didn't have D Ford and who else? I don't care. I don't care. Balaga is much more valuable to having him in the lineup than D Ford is having him in the lineup. Quan Alexander wasn't there then either, but I, I don't think they really. I mean, the way those other guys, Greenlaw and those guys played, they did. I don't know if they missed them as much as people think they did. What is the game script for the Packers to win? Like Attack what, what, the other side away from Richard Sherman. Okay. Are, those guys, Aaron, whoever I'm, plays over there is vulnerable. Whoever it is. Aaron Rodgers was or, asked uh, about about this. <coughs> I, I thought it was an interesting comment. I tweeted it out. Some people were like, "What's wrong with you? You didn't say anything." But I, I think if you listen to her, you can see that he he was asked about. What he's going to do. Wow, great stat here via Pro Football Focus. Throwing at Richard Sherman in his career, Aaron Rodgers, 11 of 17, 107 yards, zero touchdowns, one interception, a 57.7 pass. Do not throw at Richard Sherman. God bless you, Pete. Um, yeah, I, I got a cough, so. It's fine. So the, uh, the, the thing, Rodgers pointed out, he's like, there's stuff that teams did earlier in the season to mitigate the pass rush. Do you think they're going to bootleg him out? Are they going to try and do screens? Or is it Quan Alexander helps a ton with those screens, like being back in that lineup? Because he, if you saw him against the the Vikings, he pursued Dalvin Cook. He snuffed those out early. How, I mean, do you do you think they bootleg Rodgers? They try and get him on the run a little bit. I mean, is he is he too old for that? I don't think they just let him sit in the pocket, right? Well, I mean, get the ball out. He he got hit a lot last week. He got hit brutalized in the last meeting. I, I think you got to get the ball out. I think Jimmy Graham looked like Jimmy Graham last week. That hadn't happened all year. Like what, 2014? Yeah, I mean, Jimmy, he looked good last week. Get he, him the ball. He was like, he took him like 4.8 seconds to get the yard. <laughs> what did he have? What did he have catch-wise last week? I, I just don't think that that matters. He, he it caught doesn't like matter. He was, he was, okay. Well, then why don't you take the overall Jimmy Grant pass yards or receiving yards? Let's talk about some problems. Because I don't have any money left. I put it in. It is what it is, Brinson. Quit trying to talk me out of my bets. You worry about your own bad bets. No, I'm just pointing out that you have no money left. I'm making you point out that you have no money left. RJ, you got any props in this game? Yeah, I got a few player props. Uh, I went under on both the quarterbacks for 25, um, under 239.5 yards for Rodgers. His yards per attempt has been down in the second half. 
Uh, he's facing a great, uh, great pass D like we just said with Sherman. Um, I just don't see that there's going to be a ton of yardage there on his side. And then Garoppolo, I don't think he's going to have to throw a bunch. We saw last week he didn't have to throw a bunch to win that game. Um, 49ers want to run. The line says that, that he's not going to throw much. So his, not, his line is 249.5. I think he goes under. I'm putting 25 on both of those. Jimmy Graham, by the way, averaged 16.3 yards per catch last week. Just putting it out there. Okay. How many catches did he have? Three. Playing a much better defense this week. True. Um, my other one was uh, Mostert. I have 25 in him going over 53 and a half. I know they like to mix their running backs up, but he's had 53 plus in each of his last six games. He had double digit carries in each of those games. He, so he is getting the work and it's working out for him. So that Green Bay defense ranks 24th in yards per attempt. So I can see him again having a good yards per carry on 10 plus attempts and getting over. Much better in the second half of the season though. Mm-hmm. Packers. Um, I like that Mostert prop. I I've got Mostert prop too. I'm going to take the over on George Kittle receiving yards at 72 and a half. I think he can exploit a weakness and they'll like to get him in the middle and he can break those big plays. Um, I am also going to take, I'm going to do $52 on that. It's a weird budgetary thing. Don't worry about it. I'm going to take $50 on Devonte Adams to score a touchdown at plus 165. If he's shadowed by Richard Sherman, that's going to be a problem, but I don't he won't think be, they won't do that. They don't usually do that. Right, Sherman's. I'd be shocked if he does that. No, Sherman's going to sit on one side. And so, like, you saw what they did against the Seahawks. They moved him to the slot and he torched people. So I think he'll get his, and I think he'll get a receiving touchdown. So I'm going to take 50 on him to uh, catch a touchdown at plus 165. I'm also going to take $50 on George Kittle to score a touchdown and the Niners to win. That's a player touchdown parlay plus 160. So 50 bucks to win. 80 there. I would take, uh, uh, what is, what is the over, what is the sack number on Darius Smith? Oh. Cause whatever Ooh. it is, he's getting it. You know what? I that don't know that they have individual numbers. They don't, on they don't have that. It's usually it says like total sacks in the game. Oh, they don't have that on. Yeah. I would, I, I think, I think the interior of the 49ers line is very suspect. Very suspect. And I think they're going to attack that. Kenny Clark's been playing out of his mind the last six, seven, eight weeks mm-hmm. too. Uh, it's a different Packer team. That's why it won't be anything close to what it was last time. I mean, it wouldn't shock me to see the Niners win the game. Not at all. I think they're a good team. It would, it would shock you to see no, the I'm Niners. No, I'm picking the Packers. No, because I picked the Packers. And, and so, but I, it, again, sometimes you go into a game, it would shock me to see the Titans win. That would shock me. It shocked me to see the Titans beat the Ravens last week. Even though I took the Titans with the points, it shocked me that they won the game. Mm-hmm. But it wouldn't shock me to see the, I mean, I think the 49ers are the favorite. Uh, but it would shock me if the Titans won. That would shock me. I think they're, I mean, DVOA says, weighted DVOA says KC's the third best team in the league right now and Titans are fourth and it, it, it factors in every single team. So that's I don't, why. I don't believe that. So it means then, and then yards per play differential says they're really close too. So I mean, statistically they're closer to the Chiefs than the Packers have been to the 49ers. I'm trying to find the team. Props. Nothing would really shock me in this round. I mean, these teams obviously are winning games to get to this, this point. I could see any of these teams winning. Hey, isn't it, is it crazy? Is it, uh, I was talking about this on a radio hit and I've been thinking, kind of thinking this in my head the last two weeks, but like, isn't it kind of fun and different that the Patriots aren't here? Love it. Like, it's nice that there's an outcome, like, it always feels like if the Patriots are here, that the outcome is the, the, like, the inevitability of the Patriots winning the Super Bowl is just looming. And it's kind of cool that if you told me that the Titans won the Super Bowl, I'd believe it, right? Yeah, Chiefs and uh, and Packers would be a rematch of number one. That would be kind of cool. 
There's people who believe it's a conspiracy by the NFL to get Chiefs back. For the 100 years? Yeah. Come on. That's if they rigged the, if it was a conspiracy, the, the Vikings would have won last week. Right. It's just stupid. I mean, you, well, want, you, want, you would want to have the Packers at home playing the Vikings right. than having to go on the road and play well, San Francisco. The other theory was that the they didn't want me running around bragging about the Vikings potentially. So that was the conspiracy. No, yours is dead, just like the Steelers a long, long time ago. Yeah, Big Ben blew out his elbow in week two. <laughs> hey, by the way, congratulations to the 98% of the NFL media, or the 48% of the NFL media who took the Chiefs, and the other 52% of the NFL media, or 51% who took the, the Patriots. You're all bold people who live life on the edge. I took the Packers. That was bold. Yes. They, they, they're odds to open the season. What were they? Because when I, when I said that early in the season, people laughed at me. Right. They weren't great. They have a first-year head coach. Yeah. Fair. So, all right, that it. That's Another it. Money. That's it. I got nothing left. Might be it for you. Well, if, what if I have nothing left next week? I can't even make any picks on the Super Bowl. Well, I'm not going to be here next week, so you guys will have you, to take my picks. I'm going to be at the Pro Bowl. Mm, maybe fate determined. Maybe there's a conspiracy that you won't have to. Come <laughs> maybe up there is. We ain't doing a Pro Bowl picks podcast. No. I'll tell you that. No. Wait. So if the if the 49ers win by eight points, you're done. No, if if the Titans cover, I'm done. Well, you'd be done by three o'clock. But like, yeah. if, if the if, if the, the Titans win by ten, and if the Titans are if Titans are Niners cover, you're done. Yeah, Packers are twenty to one preseason per Debo. You you bold hero, you. That's still pretty good. What were, what were the Vikings at preseason? About twenty to one 30, too. Thirty. Were they thirty? It's fine. It's a great podcast. Um got nothing else let's get out of here great let's long do podcast. it preview pete enjoy kansas city i will if i get there um you, just, you put a damper you put a damper on my day just now telling me it was going to snow all day friday devo is going to clip it and, and post it separately on youtube um don't worry you get rewarded orlando pro bowl miami super bowl yeah that's good and west palm owners meetings very nice. So the only bad Vegas thing left, draft. the only bad thing left, combine. Love the combine. Cold right, combine. Let's get out of here. Make sure to subscribe, right. rate, and review. Follow Pete on Twitter at PriscoCBS. Oh, go to uh, sportsline.com. Join. Use promo code white for $1 for your first month. Get RJ's picks. Follow him on Twitter at RJWhite1. Talk to you guys next week. Hope you got some money, Pete. Later. It only takes two minutes of sheer horror. A new Paramount Plus original docuseries. We were dealing with a serial killer preying on elderly women. A cold-blooded killer hidden in plain sight. He's suffocating people with a pillows. Leaving corpses all over Texas. How did it happen? I was responsible for her. The guilt is immeasurable. They covered it up. Pillowcase Murders, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus.